1: My name is Rich Schmidt. We're here with Achilles Heron and translator Annette Castillo Rodriguez. It's June 21st,
2: 2023, and we're at Soder Vineyards in Carlton. Uh,
1: first question is uh, why wine or why vineyards?
2: ¿Por qué se, usted se dedicó a trabajar a los vineros? ¿O por qué escogió la industria del vino?
3: Ah, ok. <coughs> Miren, eh, en primer lugar, este, soy originario del estado de Oaxaca, Ajá. ¿sí? México, de un pueblito que se llama Santa María Tindú. Eh, desde 1915, 1977, fue mi primera fecha que vine a Estados Unidos y llegué en el estado de California, ¿sí? en la ciudad de Madera, ¿sí? ahí pues todo inmigrante llega con el fin de trabajar cualquier trabajo, sí. Y, y lo primero que se encontró fue en el en el campo y en el valle de, de de todo lo que es el valle central, pues mucha mucha uva en aquel en aquellos años, sí, mucha. Entonces ahí eh, Pues fueron mis primeros trabajos en el en la uva, piscandola. Uh-huh. Sí,
2: so he says that he came from a small village in, in the state of Oaxaca. Uh, the village was called San Maria de Hindu, Mhm. Uh-huh. De and he came here in 1975, uh, to the state of California.
3: 77.
2: 77. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 1977. <laughs> um, in the state of California, in the city of Madera. And, he, and his first opportunity working was in the vineyards, because in the Central Valley, there was a lot of grapes. So as an immigrant, he was willing to do whatever it took to get a job. And that was the first available job that was easy for him to do, um, picking the grapes. So that was his first introduction to, to work in the vineyards.
1: What did you think of the work?
2: Uh, ¿Usted qué pensó del trabajo de Pisca las uvas?
3: Pues <clears throat> para mí fue muy interesante porque este pues de ahí se procesa el vino, ¿sí? Uh-huh. El vino que pues que nunca nunca pensé probarlo porque es caro y Es donde me enfoqué un poquito más, pasando más el tiempo, me enfoqué más en la viña, en en, en cuestión de de uvas. En 1980, 79, 80, ya empecé a, a plantar. A plantar viñas con compañías, y, sí, desde, su, desde su, toda su formación hasta, hasta la cosecha.
2: Uh-huh. Um, he found it really interesting work because he's never had the opportunity to try wine because it was very expensive from where he was from, so he found the whole process of planting the seed to growing the actual vineyard very interesting and it was very When he began to work in um, first planting the seed, he found it such a fascinating process just watching it grow and being part of that process.
1: What were the important skills you had to learn?
2: What were the important skills you had to learn? In this work.
3: Okay. During all the time I was in California, me dediqué a, a plantar todo, a poner estacas, todo todo y en el 2004 me muevo a este estado. En este estado pues igual llegué en, el, en los viñeros Sí mi primer poda que hice en, en claro que yo ya traía toda la experiencia de poda de, de uva en, de california aquí donde me sorprendió es que la diferencia de california y aquí la viña es bajita
4: <risa>
3: y california pues es alto entonces dije bueno y por qué por qué no y ahí Ah, uh, mi primer poda la hice con buffer. ajá, ahí, ahí llegué, ah, uh, hice toda la poda, eh, todo lo que es quitando hoja, des, descuatando la uva, sí.
2: Okay. um, so the skills he learned were how to take care of the grape in every in like every step in every formation from seed to um to actual formation of the plant and he learned how to put on the fence stakes and everything how to trim the leaves how to um harvest the grapes everything but he does know when he came here in 2004 to oregon and his first job his first vineyard was with Buffer, Buffer. Buffer. Mm-hmm. Um, he noticed that there was a big difference in how the vineyards were here. Um, he said that in California, the vineyards were way taller and here they were way shorter. So he had to adapt to that. He had to adapt to the new types of trims, the new types of, um, of deweeding and new types of like harvesting because of the difference in size.
1: Uh, so before we get to Oregon, uh, tell me how your responsibilities increased as you worked, uh, as you were on the job longer.
2: Uh, antes de llegar a, al estado de Oregon, él quiere saber sobre cómo usted manejó sus responsabilidades mientras incrementaban lo más que usted trabajaba con los viñeros. Sí, mm-hmm.
3: sí, en, en, en California, sí, eh, definitivamente, sin, todo el tiempo para arriba. Y este, pues, al moverme para acá, pues, fue un poquito diferente. Uh-huh. poquito. poquito fue la diferencia, pero pues, yo ya traía todo el, el conocimiento de, de tra- sobre el viñero.
2: ¿Y qué eran las, los tipos de responsabilidades?
3: ¿Allá? ¿Y? Ajá, ¿Allá? Sí, en
2: su trabajo. ¿no?
3: Ah. La responsabilidad más grande que tuve fue de cómo trazar y plantarlos porque allá la plantación es un poco inclinado, la la, la planta es un poco inclinado y y esa es una responsabilidad muy grande para mí que fue para, para tener un buen trazo, La buena ubicación de las, de las plantas y todo. Okay. Sí.
2: So he would say his biggest his biggest responsibility when he was working in California was probably just judging the segment of the land and how to reap and sow it because since there was a lot of hillsides, there was a lot of inclinations and it would change the entire structure of the plant. So that's something he had to watch out for and measure correctly but he doesn't know that much of a difference when he translated uh, transitioned over here to um, Oregon. Mm-hmm. It was still the same responsibilities.
1: Why did you come to Oregon?
2: Why uh, ¿por qué usted se mudó a Oregon? al estado de Oregon.
1: Ah, uh, me moví para
3: acá por ahora sí que un poco por la calor. <laughs> empezó a cambiar el tiempo, ¿sí? Y empezó sem- the temperature more más and more in California. And for that reason, I moved to this state. Yes, because I felt that the calor was affecting me a little. Perc-
2: um, the biggest reason why he moved to Oregon was the heat in California. And the the heat was just increasing year after year, and it was getting way too much for him and his health. Mm-hmm. It was starting to affect his physical health mm-hmm. because he was um, harvesting grapes in the heat of mm-hmm. like the bare heat of the summer. So it was just getting too much.
1: So you mentioned that you started at Beaufre. Uh, what were your initial impressions of that vineyard?
2: Entonces, como usted mencionó, que empezó con el de Beaufort. Beaufort. Uh, ¿Cuáles fueron sus primeras impresiones de ese viñero?
3: La primera impresión que me dio fue verla, la la tan bajita. Porque fue, ahora ya no he entrado en su viñero, pero en aquellos años, el 2004, 2005, 2006 todavía, yo me daba mis vueltas en su viñero. Buffet tiene su, su planta demasiado bajo al piso, sí, uh-huh. muy bajita, ajá, uh-huh. que es un poco difícil piscar la uva con una cubeta de cinco galones porque este no 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 la puedes tener parada sino un poco acostado. Entonces esa es mi fue mi sorpresa la la niña muy bajita, uh-huh. ajá y y posteriormente de clasificar la uva los bonches sí uh-huh. cuáles eran los buenos cuáles eran los malos que y se dejaban Buffet le gusta dejar mucho su un bonche en su uva sí en cada en cada rama sí uh-huh. Uh-huh. en cada broto un, un bonche pero Yo pienso que varian los años in eh, un año en, ya dejo dos, si ¿Sí? okay. okay.
2: okay. So his first impressions of Buffer Vineyards was pretty interesting because he was very surprised at how they um, harvested and how they grew their plants. His first surprise was or shock rather, was with <laughs> the plants themselves because he describes them as being very small and too close to the ground. So it made it really hard to trim them, to weed them, and harvest them because you have a a five gallon bucket and you can't hang it on the vineyard, you can't put it there because it's so low to the ground. And he also has had a lot of surprise with the classifications of grapes because they were very different and he felt that they let sometimes the good grapes go to waste and that they would leave sometimes uh, a good set of grapes, a bunch of grapes, still to the plant itself without harvesting them. I and mean, sometimes they would change, like sometimes one year they would ha- leave two bunches of grapes and sometimes three. So it was very confusing and surprising, this classification of grapes.
1: How was the farming style different than what you'd, you'd been used to in California?
2: Como era el estilo de... Del, del rancho mejor dicho eh, a comparación de, de California, o sea como eh, eh, cultivo la agri- agricultura, como era de diferente aquí a comparación de California.
3: Eh, pues sí, la, la diferencia es la altura nada más, y, y, y la clasificación de de bonches que quieren ellos en en, en, en su viñedo aquí. Sí. Y in California se aprovecha todo, mm-hmm. totalmente toda la uva que tiene. Sí. Mm-hmm. Entonces, esa es la gran diferencia que, que tiene California con
2: Oregon. Okay. Mm-hmm. The greatest difference he notes is that between Oregon and California, California is not as picky with its grapes. Mm-hmm and Oregon mm-hmm. is, tends to be more specific about the classifications and the style of trimming, while, while California doesn't really take into account mm-hmm. all these minute details that Oregon does.
1: Why did you come to Sodor?
2: Why did you decide to work here in Sodor? In uh, 2004,
3: Necesitaba citaba un un trabajador para para que le diera mantenimiento al rancho. ¿Sí? Entonces supe y fue que me vine para acá.
2: He began to work here because they needed a maintenance worker to just check the vineyards and just like make sure they were growing okay and since he had was moving over here, he thought it would be an excellent opportunity. <laughs> since it was something he knew how to do.
1: Mm-hmm. How, did your, how did your role at SODER change after you started working here?
2: How did your role here in SODER after you started working here?
3: Okay, when Sol started his new company here, Nada más tenía este. estos bloques. Sí. Y pues me mantuvo limpiando todo el rancho, todo el rancho. Por cuatro o cinco años sí me mantenían acá y, y en la guainería, sí. Cuando, en de cosechas, me tenían allá, y así se terminaba la cosecha y regresaba in el rancho.
2: Um, so his roles changed because at first he was a maintenance worker just checking the vineyards and he notes that to my right, um, to my left, sorry. Uh, it was this small plot they had when they started when they first began um, their company here. So it wasn't very big, so his work was more manageable but as the harvest came, he was sent to work in the vineyard, so he was the one picking the grapes and everything.
1: So you've been here for almost 20 years. Uh, how has your roles and responsibilities increased?
2: Como usted ha trabajado aquí por más por 20 años, uh, como ha cambiado o incrementado su rol aquí y sus responsabilidades aquí?
3: Sí... Uh... Desde cuando Sol me me ubicó en la guainería, definitivamente allá adentro, cambió, cambió totalmente porque es más responsabilidad allá, eh, con el el proceso del vino, con los barriles principalmente. con las máquinas. see ¿Sí? mm-hmm. Entonces eso fue, eso es el, el 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 proyecto que uno debe estar muy muy al pendiente de todo eso. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
2: So his responsibilities increased a lot, especially with the machinery since he started working here. It's such like a delicate system and it takes a lot of knowledge and everything. It's something that he really has to focus on just how the machinery works with vineyards and everything and also adapting to how different vineyards classify how they want their uh, plants to be trimmed how their farming style is so it's, it's more adaptation with each year.
3: See sí, porque hay que darle mantenimientos a las maquinas este... para que no piezas que que no se pueden lubricar muy bien entonces continuamente le tiene uno que estar lubricando para que no al tiempo que pase mucho tiempo no puede trabajar bien todo eso mhm
2: he notes that the maintenance work of the machines is the most important responsibility because you have to maintain them well lubricated otherwise they'll start wearing down really badly
1: Uh, what is your f- favorite part of your work here?
2: What uh, is your favorite part of your
3: work here? My favorite part is de darle el mejor mantenimiento a los barriles, sí, a los barriles porque De ahí depende todo. ¿Sí? Mm-hmm. Si the si el winemaker hace su vino como debe de ser, pero si un barril no tiene el buen mantenimiento, no está limpio, su vino se echa, se va para abajo.
2: So the most the, his favorite part is the maintenance care of the barrels themselves because it all depends on that barrel, the quality of that barrel. So even if a winemaker is really good, if one barrel spoils, it, it uh, decreases the quality of the, of the brand and the winemaker themselves. So his favorite part is just making sure that this, the barrels are well taken care of, are well maintained, so, um, so the winemaker is doing good.
1: Take us through a, a typical day for you, especially, we'll say in summer, take us through a typical day in summer.
2: Eh, qué es un, su agenda típica durante el verano o sea que como es su trabajo durante el verano
3: durante el verano es a mantener limpio todo lo que es el área de la guaanería sí y estar al pendiente sobre él los barriles que, que tienen el vino para mantenerlos Siempre, siempre llenos mm-hmm. en el verano.
2: Okay. So his main two tasks during like um, during his schedule during a typical day is just making sure the vineyard area is clean and making sure that the um, wine barrels are full and well taken care of. It's a cycle between those two.
1: Uh, so you work in the production side as well. How has your work in the cellar um, uh, progressed in the time here.
2: Uh, usted trabaja en la parte de producción aquí. Y él quiere saber cómo ha... Um, cómo ha sido su trabajo ahí, en la, en la de producción.
3: En la de producción.
2: Mm-hmm. Ah. Donde mantiene así como los barriles y todo.
3: Sí. Uh-huh. En, en la producción, como aquí, este, no tenemos los tanques, los tanques fijos. Mm-hmm. Sí, como en otras guanerías, aquí los tanques son movibles. Conforme los ocupamos, los movemos, regresamos. Entonces, en esa parte, en la cosecha, tenemos como no tenemos el espacio suficiente para ubicar los tanques grandes. Hay espacios muy, muy estrechos a donde sí se me complica un poco para vaciar los los los, los cajones de uva, uh-huh. sí, de la fruta, para cuando se procesa. Ahí es un poco difícil para mí por, por no tener el, el espacio suficiente porque lo, lo vaciamos con el forlé y rotamos, entonces... Es, es, se me hace complicado ahí, mm. pero gracias a Dios no ha pasado nada, mm. todo mi per, mi trabajo me ha salido perfecto sobre en, en esos espacios,
2: mm. sí. So in, in reference to cellar work, he notes that part of his work um, is moving the tanks around with wine because, in comparison to other vineyards. These tanks are movable, so they can move them around the cellar. But the biggest issue there is that they don't have enough space, so it makes it really hard to actually um, dump the fruit into the tanks in order to process it into a wine. And he notes that they don't—they have very tight spaces, so it's really tricky trying to put the fruit in, especially with a forklift. So they have to kind of play around with the forklift to make it fit. And but he said, he says thank God that he has done his work perfectly and has never had an accident or nothing like that. Everything has been working well.
1: Bien. See. <laughs> sí. What's your uh, favorite season of work? Favorite favorite time to be in the in the vineyard or in the winery?
2: ¿Cuál es su favorita temporada aquí trabajando? Eh,
3: en la cosecha. Sí, cuando estamos cosechando la fruta. Porque estamos muy muy concentrados en sobre la el proceso. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. He would say harvest season is his favorite because he's there's a lot of focus on getting the fruit and on the process itself of making the wine.
1: How have you seen soda? Uh, grow and change since you've been here.
2: Uh, A su opinión, ¿cómo ha usted visto esta compañía de Soder cambiar y crecer a través de los años?
3: Ha ha crecido bien. Mucho. Mm -hmm. Mucho gracias a al equipo que tenemos. Sí, al equipo de personas. Todos. Como, Como en el rancho, en la huinería, en la... Casa grande, que decimos, a donde prueban el vino, eh, formamos un buen equipo. Eh, Soter se ha ido para arriba mucho por, por la buena calidad que de vino que hacemos. Sí.
2: He says that Soter has been growing in size and popularity, and it's thanks to the entire team. The ones that work in the um, in the fields, the ones that work in the big house, or La Casa Grande, where they try the wine, um, the people who do the maintenance work. Everybody has been part of this well, like um, foreign team, and it's thanks to them that the quality of the wine has increased, and so has the company size.
1: Uh, what do you hope, or what are you looking ahead to for your future?
2: It. Eh, ¿Qué espera en el futuro? ¿Qué son sus esperanzas para el futuro?
3: Ah, pues. Hay muchas, pero no no todas las esperanzas se se logran. Este, pues. Terminar hacer un buen un buen f- término con Soter porque creo que pues estamos ya unos cuántos años ya para jubilarme. Uh-huh. Entonces, yo quiero terminar perfectamente bien todo con Soter para no dejar un mal Recuerdo en, en el viñero, en, en la guainería, principalmente, y, y así este. Ese es, es, es parte de mi sueño, de, de, de retirarme sin ningún mal... Eh,
2: he wants to finish his work here in the vineyards on a happy note with no bitter taste. He wants to leave a good memory of his, um, of his time working here and have a good memory of his time working here because in a couple of years he does plan to retire. So he wants to leave this place satisfied and knowing that he did a good job. And having a good taste, like a not better taste in his mouth.
1: Uh, last question. Uh, what are you proudest of? What's been your greatest achievement?
2: La última pregunta. ¿Qué ha sido su logro que usted está más orgulloso?
3: Mi logro. Aquí con la compañía. Este. Is the de, de hacer un buen vino.
2: his greatest achievement is working with his company and making fine quality wine. That's his greatest. He feels really happy that he's able to produce such a fine quality of wine with this company. His, that is his greatest achievement. And one that he feels really proud of. That's
1: all the questions that I have. Uh, is there anything else that I didn't ask that I should have? Anything that you'd like to talk about that we didn't talk about?
2: Como eso fueron todas las preguntas que <inaudible> él tenía planeado, ¿hay otra pregunta o algo que usted quería comentar?
3: Sí, eh, ya el último comentario que puedo hacer es eh, que quiero hacer es um, dentro de de, de de mis trabajos favoritos también um, no recorde decirte de sobre el el proceso del del champán, sí, que los pone todos. Todo, todo lo, lo hacemos a mano, que está bajo mi responsabilidad. Ajá, todo tenemos, se ponen en racas, sí, y ahí se, en esas racas durante los días que están pasando se, 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 se van ubicando de diferente manera. Sí, mm-hmm. hasta cuando se, hasta que se llega a un punto que le decimos en el punto. Ajá, es uh, es uno de mis trabajos que son que es muy delicado, pero me gusta mucho también.
2: Sí. Yeah. <laughs> so he, something he would like to add is that an, a major responsi- responsibility of his is overlooking the champagne process because he is in charge of that. So he's the one making sure that they're all um, aging appropriately and that they're all, um, that they're all um, well taken care of, that they're in their proper racks and everything. And it's something that he's very proud of and very happy doing.
3: Oh, go ahead. Yes, the champagne when lo envasamos lo Lo ponemos en cajones durante cuatro, cuatro o cinco años, reposando. Entonces, todos los ingredientes que lleva adentro está todo abajo. Entonces, si por cualquier descuido tú la mueves mal, se echa se echa a perder todo esos esos años que estuvo reposando porque todo lo que está abajo se 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 movió, se se, se ensució de nuevo, entonces se echa a perder todo ese tiempo es es muy muy sumamente muy delicado.
2: He also mm-hmm. the champagne process is very delicate and because they age it for about four to five years and they have the ingredients attached to the bottom. So if someone were to be um, clumsy and move it, it completely spoils the age process. You have four or five years of work completely demolished because um, you were clumsy or you were not aware of enough. So it's a very, very delicate process.
1: How did you learn the process, and, and how long did it take you to feel comfortable working with sparkling wine?
2: Entonces, uh, ¿cuánto le tomó usted aprender uh, el proceso de la champagne, y, y cuánto le tomó para que se sintiera cómodo haciéndolo con confianza? Eh, muy,
3: eh, en los primeros, las primeras veces, muy, muy, muy nervioso. El primer año, el segundo año. Cuando las ponemos en punto, ¿sí? Porque las pones de cabeza, ¿sí? Todo el peso está arriba. En tres años, muy, 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 muy nervioso, muy porque se te cae y se acaba todo. En tres años para adelante, ya todo, todo tranquilo y agarrar la confianza. Pero in three años.
2: Sí. So he learned the process fairly yeah. quickly but he knows that the first three years were very painstakingly nervous for him because since they have to put all the way on top as something they call um, on point, if he were to spill it it's game over. Um, all that hard work is gone. So he was very nervous about spilling it and wasting all that product. But after those three years, he was more confident. He was able to do it mm-hmm. more smoothly.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, muchas gracias. Uh, and um, we appreciate you taking the time to tell your story and share it with the, the archive. And we'll let you off the hook.
2: Ya terminamos la en- entrevista y le dice que muchas gracias por su trabajo aquí. Y muchas gracias por decirnos toda esta información y su historia.
3: Pues, gracias a ustedes. Gracias a ustedes que, pues, nos vinieron a visitar, que me hicieron esa entrevista. este Cualquier cosa o que, que decían saber más, Aquí estamos, aquí. Primero, Dios, vamos a estar unos cuantos años más y, y pues aquí, aquí nos veremos. Gracias a ustedes, muchachas. Sí, eh, son estudiantes ¿no? de la universidad. Pues felicidades y hay que echarle todas las ganas porque nada es fácil, es difícil, pero para poner el sacrificio se logran, ¿sí? Se logran las metas.
1: Gracias a ustedes. De nada. And thank you to Annette Castillo-Rodriguez Linfield student for translating for us today. Do you want to translate his final message there?
2: Yes, uh, he says thank you very much for taking the time out of our day to come visit and to give him an interview about something very personal and very special to him and he says for anything, any question, any more interviews, he's always here to help and he's very happy to give another one and he's very touched that we reached out to do this interview. And to the college students right now with us, he says that he's very proud and he's very happy that to see us in college and to be studying because it's something that is very important. And he says to give it a lot of effort and that he is very happy to see us studying and to
0: not give up.
1: (laughs) Gracias. De nada,
3: de nada.
0: Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Oregon Wine History Archive podcast. And thank you to all our supporters, partners, donors, and interviewees who have helped make our project a success. Be sure to check out our website at oregonwinehistoryarchive.org for more interviews, photographs, wine labels, and more and stay tuned for more interviews as we tell the story of Oregon wine. The Oregon Wine History Archive podcast is brought to you from the Oregon Wine History Archive at Linfield University, with a very special thank you to all the Linfield Archive students who have contributed to these oral history interviews over the years.